Hello, the history of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And ahoy, I'm the comic book hunter, but you could call me Hunter. And this is a hero story, episode 54. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. Those comics include Marvel and DC, and we talk about comic books themselves, comic book movies, comic book video games, comic book animation, you name it, we probably talk about it. Uh, The way our episodes normally lay out are uh, we go over the news of the week, and then we get to the comics of the week where we do like a kind of in-depth review on each comic, give it a rating and all, and uh, then we do a character of the week. But this week uh, is different because a superhero movie came out. Uh, the last MCU movie of 2019, which was Spider-Man Far From Home. Three. Last one of Phase 3 as well. Also, Yes, uh, the end of Phase 3. Yeah. Um, there's been some controversy around this, although I feel like not as controversial as Homecoming was. But I felt like the Homecoming controversy started like months after it actually came out. So Yeah, when Homecoming we'll first came out. Ages, but... Yeah. When uh, first came out, Far from home, just liked it. Yeah, it's Tom Holland's second solo Spider-Man movie, and it is, I think, it's like fifth overall MCU movie. So now, yeah, he's the most used Spider-Man in live action. Um, yeah. Well, he was this one had in Endgame, I guess. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, th- this one had. Um, it was set in England or different European countries mostly, Europe. and. Uh, so this is kind of different for Spider-Man movies, which are usually traditionally set in New York. And uh, yeah, this was, I thought, a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, there's things I didn't enjoy, of course. And um, a very divisive after credit scene that I think a lot of comic fans will not like. Yeah, I think we'll get into that near the end of our review here. We'll give some spoiler warnings. But for now, there, will be any, there won't be any spoilers going into this. the start of this review. Okay. So, okay. yeah, I, I uh, enjoyed this movie. It, yeah, so yeah, we I... usually give like a little overview of the movie, and then we do uh, the good, the bad, and the nerdy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll start with our review. Yeah, so I did enjoy this movie. There are some things that I definitely like grit my teeth towards, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it's a really good movie. I Like, I really like, there weren't many things that I disliked about this movie. The things that I dislike, I think a casual audience member wouldn't dislike. It's just like... Because we're a comic page, we run a comic podcast, so things that kind of disrespect, I don't want to say disrespect, but kind of disrespect the source material makes me like, oh, but I'll get into that in our bad category. Besides that, if you're watching this movie, like as a non-comic fan, I guess you could say, as just a superhero fan, it's probably like the greatest movie ever. I definitely think that if you're a big comic fan, you're going to have problems with this movie. Uh, There's been like a big debate. I think ever since Homecoming came out of what are the core values of Spider-Man and are they needed in every interpretation? And I think yes, because people are like, oh, we don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. But Uncle Ben, if without Uncle Ben, there is no Spider-Man. So Uncle Ben plays such an important role in the whole with great power comes great responsibility plays such a big role. Like without Uncle Ben dying, Spider-Man would have just been in it for the money, right? In the original comics, he does it like as a wrestling outfit and uh, he's just trying to win money and impress the ladies. But after Uncle Ben dies, he realizes that he needs to dedicate his life to justice because of his one his one biggest mistake. He must have great responsibility. Yeah. Uh, that that's a good point. I didn't really put the wrestling thing into consideration, but yeah, that's not just the Maguire movies. That's actually, that actually happened in the original comics until I heard with great power comes great responsibility. And we kind of got like a, that quote in civil war. Like it's not that exact quote, but it's the same meaning. Like if the bad things happen and you don't do anything, but you could have stopped it. It's because of you stuff like that. Uh, so I think that quote still holds meaning to MCU Spider-Man. Just we don't hear it, we don't see it, we never get a reference to Uncle Ben. Still to this day, five movies in for this Spider-Man portrayal, we get no reference to Uncle Ben. Even Aunt May seems totally happy. So it's it's confusing, you know. I mean, this mo- this movie had like the perfect opportunity to do it too, and I think every comic fan knew the c- knows the scene I'm talking about, or everyone who saw the movie knows the scene I'm talking about. Like I was really expecting it, and then just ugh, they went total opposite direction. I mean, for all extensive purposes, according to John Watts, Tony Stark is Uncle Ben, because if if you put like Uncle Ben in the role of Tony Stark in this, then they're doing it great because they really have put like the 
Tony's death is the most important thing to Spider-Man. It makes him want to be a better hero. And that's what Uncle Ben's death is supposed to be. And it's just like, oh, man, you changed it. Change it to the hero that everyone already knows instead of the man that just Peter knows, which I think is more important that it's not like a huge hero that the paintings all over the world with him. It should just be just a guy that Peter knew and, you know, the world didn't. And that's who Uncle Ben was. Yeah, I don't know. I just Uncle Ben is so important to the Spider-Man mythos. And I used to never read Spider-Man comics. And then I, I read the old Stan Lee run, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. And then eventually, you know, Jack Kirby and uh, John Romita Sr. and all that. And it's one of the only eight, uh, series from the 60s that I could truly read and enjoy, just like the way it's written. I, I just think it's so brilliant, like what he brought up. And yeah, I mean, it's still Silver Age stuff, but like it's great. And just how important certain deaths are to Peter. Like in, in those days... Uncle Ben's death is the most important. And then the death of both Captain Stacy and Gwen Stacy are like what guides him into a life of, I need to be responsible. You know, uh, this is my gift. This is my curse, you know? And I, I think, you know, you gotta call the Raimi fanboy for mentioning it. But like, I think the original trilogy, especially Spider-Man one really just nailed that. Like, and Spider-Man two a lot as well. Like you can't have the things you want without being responsible you know throughout everything you always have to be spider-man and you have to be put justice first before everything and i think tom holland spider-man's getting there i think he's understanding the whole responsibility thing hide your identity and be a hero but also live a life and be responsible you can't just do this for the fame and money he like i feel like he's getting there but he's not there yet Anyways, I mean, if, uh, if the rumors yeah. are true and they're going to do the high school trilogy, the college trilogy, and the adult trilogy, I guess eventually they'll get there. But, oh, man, it's such a long build. Like, I, I just wish build. that was off the bat. Yeah, I just wish off the bat, like, he had that kind of sense of responsibility. And I think you need Uncle Ben for that. I mean, I'm like, uh, Homecoming didn't mention Uncle Ben. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm surprised, but all right. And then Far From Home, uh, we had, even in the trailer, you saw his luggage had the initials bfp which was the ben parker reference i'm like okay maybe we're gonna get something in the movie i mean a lot of theories said that mysterio was gonna like make an illusion that would make him see ben parker or ben parker's grave or something and i was like okay maybe we're doing this and they didn't which yeah. is very unfortunate <laughs> yeah they didn't. i guess like mysterio didn't know uncle ben but yeah, I, I just wish like I feel like there was moments to put it in that could have worked and they didn't. They really just made it that Tony is the one like his death impacted me the most. And he's the reason I tried to be a better hero. And if you like that, that's cool. Just for me, it doesn't really work. Yeah. Movie itself, I think, is still really, really good. Like I enjoyed myself. I've seen this movie twice now. I still enjoy it. But I guess we'll go into the good and the bad to start off our review or get more into our review. We'll talk about all the good yeah. things that we liked about this movie first, and then we'll get into the bad, and then the nerdy, all the references we found, and little details here and there with no spoilers. Maybe a minor thing here and there, but no like plot details or anything. You you won't be spoiled. Starting with the good. Uh, what good did you like of this movie? You Raimi uh, kid? <laughs> uh, I think Mysterio was good. I can't say great because I didn't like the connection they brought him in, but... I thought Jake Gyllenhaal really killed it. Like, I think he carried a good character into greatness with his acting. I know he's a great actor, and I've seen him in a bunch of different movies, but he really, like, brought his A-game to this movie. I agree. Yeah, Mysterio was awesome in this movie. I thought he was a great villain. A lot of people have problems with MCU villains. They're getting better, for sure, with Thanos and Killmonger, Vulture, and now Mysterio, I think, is on those lists of a good villain. He was a good, not just Spider-Man villain, but just superhero movie villain in general. I liked him a lot. And, yeah, uh, what would you say is better, Mysterio or Vulture for MCU? Um, That's tough. I think... That is tough. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Mysterio, but I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, they're both pretty good villains. I just feel like we got more of Mysterio and more than like i don't know i haven't seen homecoming in a while but i just feel like we got more of mysterio than we did of vulture so yeah, i was I'm gonna, gonna go say mysterio that, yeah. right now we didn't really see vulture suit up until oh we saw him suit up here and there but just to like say something menacing then fly off mysterio we see yeah. more action with you don't really see vulture fight until the end of homecoming but you see mysterio fight throughout the movie from like the very opening scene and, and, and i also think and i also think uh keaton has um, a very 
old age. Like, no, no, no. He's like a very intimidating character, right? And that's great. But like Jake Gyllenhaal certainly shows way more range in his character, which is is just you know the way the script goes. But I feel like we get to see more of him just because we get to see different ranges of emotions. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, you never really fear him, but you fear Vulture in the sense of the car scene in Homecoming. Where he like finds yeah. out that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Well, Mysterio, you yeah. don't fear him. You just don't trust him. I would say. Yeah. Because he. He's and I guess one this is guy. like. Yeah, I guess it's like a minor spoiler, but uh, for the good, I think the turn of Mysterio. Like, obviously, we all saw it coming that we're comic fans, but people in my theater were generally surprised. And even the guys that I saw the movie with, they don't read comics, and they were generally surprised when Mysterio was the bad guy. <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, they don't read comics. I guess they didn't see it coming, but I I saw it coming. I thought, like, you know, I'll mention that more in the bad category, but I thought the turn of Mysterio was good. Like, the way they revealed it was good. Yeah, definitely. He was a good actor for, like, playing a good guy when he's not a good guy, but I feel like most general audience would know Mysterio is a bad guy. Like, he is a Spider-Man rogue. He's not just comics. He was in every animated series as the bad guy. He's in the Spider-Man 2 video game, and he plays a pretty big role in that. Uh, He's mentioned several times in Spider-Man PS4. Like, it's not like a mystery that, or a mystery that Mysterio is a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) That Mysterio is, like, a a villain. So I'm I'm shocked that many people were surprised at that. I don't know. When yeah, I don't know. My theater, like, I heard, like, a lot of gasps when, uh, like, you know, the scene where they reveal him. But also, that being said, um, in Endgame, when Hawkeye's family disappears, everyone in my theater was like, <gasps> and I was like, did you did you not see this coming? Like, <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> I mean, it's just, so like, maybe it's just reaction. general audiences in general, but. Yeah, he, like, for Endgame, when they first show Hawkeye's family, I, I just thought, oh, God. Like, <laughs> They're about to vanish, but even when it happened, it was well executed. And same with Mysterio becoming a villain here. I thought it was well executed to the point that I didn't like gasp or anything, but I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's a good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought the reveal scene was pretty good. Um, as for um, Tom Holland as Spider Man, I think he did a pretty good job. Uh, there's certainly aspects that I don't like, but overall, I like um, him as Peter as Spider Man. You know, like I think he delivers the lines really well i mean he's a good actor um and i I definitely enjoy seeing him as you know spider-man i've accepted that he is spider-man like he is a good spider-man both spider-man wise and peter parker wise i kind of feel like he plays a better peter parker than he does spider-man but spider-man is still great uh peter parker's really good though i noticed in this movie especially on my second viewing i've just his peter parker's awkward and doesn't really know what he's doing but at the same time he does and he panics and it it works for peter parker a lot like he hates he has the burden of being spider-man which is in the comics spider-man isn't spider yeah yeah that is that is one that that is one thing that they do very well and i guess that works with the high school drama is that like him being spider-man affects so much of his personal life which is what it should be in the comics that's you know it's it's his it's a burden to be spider-man and it makes him miss things so yeah i do like how they have implemented that and they did it really good in this movie where there's like things that he wants to do but being spider-man gets in the way yeah exactly and some people don't realize that peter parker doesn't necessarily want to be spider-man he has to be spider-man some people don't like that some people like that but that is how it is in the comics he yeah yeah that's the core of the character yeah exactly he never wanted this life technically and even though he likes the job, that doesn't mean he wants to do it all the time. And this movie really dives into that. Like, he's on vacation. He doesn't want to be Spider-Man, but he has to be. Yeah. Step up and save the world. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. Anything else good? Uh, there's one big sequence, which is not only the best sequence of this movie, but probably one of the best MCU sequences and maybe even best superhero uh, sequences. Like, this was really well done and just, like... It felt trippy, so uh, I, like I, there's no way to talk about it really without spoiling it. But just like for the minute or two minutes that it goes on, I was just like, "Holy crap!" This well, is awesome. it's like, like four it reminded minutes. me of a video game in a way. It's oh, like four minutes. Yeah, it, it felt like a, it felt like a video game cutscene in a way, like just the way it went on, and it was just like I was in shock and awe. Like I was like, "Wow, that was really great." Yeah, and it, it's like, hey, you like Doctor Strange trippiness? Let's throw Spider-Man into that. And it's just yeah, like, that, that actually 
that actually drove up my hype for Doctor Strange too, in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really really well done, and that yeah the effects in this movie I'll say that is really well done. I thought Homecoming effects were kind of meh at times. <laughs> like Peter does yeah. look CGI sometimes, but in this one he looks great and. It does look really good. All the effects of Mysterio being an illusion master and even Spider-Man in general swinging around the city looks like he's swinging around the city. He's actually swinging in this movie, which he didn't do before. Yeah, well, that's what, that's, that's what I was going to mention next. The web swinging actually happening because uh, and one of the biggest complaints of Homecoming is like, oh, there's no web swinging. There's no final web swing. But in this one, he does it a lot and they make it look fluid, almost like Spider-Man PS4 or Amazing Spider-Man 2, which probably has the best web swinging for live action. So he still does. <laughs> I just wish the yeah. web swing was longer because it was really well done. The webs in general are really well done in this movie. Like they're very creative of the things that Peter does with his web shooters. It works really well. Even, I would say, the action in general is really well done. There's not a bad action scene in this movie. Yeah. Um, also, in the good, which, again, there's no way to talk about it without no spoilers, but uh, in the mid credit scene, there's a big reveal of a big Spider-Man character, and uh, it was certainly unexpected by this guy. I don't know about you, Hunter, but I definitely unex- uh, did not expect it. I got it spoiled. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I saw a comment saying blah blah blah, and I was like, oh, no, that can't be right. And then it was right, and the actor playing said character was at the right cover of the mirror, so I kind of put two and two together. I kind of forgot yeah, about well, it. Well, I saw it at the premiere, and I was like, oh crap, I can't believe it's at the premiere. And then I was like, wait, is he somehow? And I was like, okay, he is. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. So someone's in this movie that's pretty good. Yeah, that, that would also go on the nerdy side of things, I'd say. But we won't say who, but both end credit scenes. Hey, that's a good point. Both end credit scenes. Not going to say what they are, but they're both really interesting. Like, you know, some Oof, MCU movies. I, I don't know. Okay, well. I don't know if I can put in the good category. <laughs> let me. Okay, I'm saying it to the way that some MCU movies are just like, hey, here's a tease for the next movie. And then the next one you wait so long for, it's like, hey, here's a joke. This one, it's like, here's something for the next movie. Here's something for the next bunch of movies. Like, they're both teases to the future of the MCU, which I appreciate. I like when Marvel does that instead of just be like, remember that joke we did like an hour and a half ago? Let's do it again. <laughs> so I patience. Can you appreciate that at least? Yeah, no, I, I could totally appreciate that. And I had a feeling that the at least the first one was going to be like the setup of the next movie because. Uh, you know, it's a Sony movie, not technically a Disney movie, even though it's like partial Disney. Like, I felt like, all right, they're going to set up their own thing. Yeah, I guess so. Did Did you like the second end credit scene? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll, save for the, I'll, I'll save it for the best. I like aspects of it. I, I liked, uh, and I'll save that again for the nerdy side, but uh, there's, there's interesting stuff happening, and I think it sets up the next phase of the MCU nicely, but I'm not crazy about, about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I would say the use of several different suits in this movie worked really well. He wears the Iron Spider suit. He wears the Homecoming suit. There's hints of the homemade suit. There's this new stealth suit and his new suit that he has in all the promotion posters and stuff like that. There's several Spider-Man suits. Do you like suits. the black and red suit or no? I like it, but I do prefer his Homecoming suit. But I do like it. Yeah, yeah, I've always been about like I like blue and red and tend tend to be dark blue, but yeah, I, I'm not crazy about the black and and red. I don't mind it. I just prefer the red and blue. The only thing that kind of bothers yeah. me is they have like the the black part kind of going down his forearm onto his hand, and so his, he has like the fingerless look, and that's kind of Miles Morales' yeah. thing. So I don't yeah, know, I don't I don't like that part about it. But the rest, I yeah, I think it's good. It's not bad. I do. Ooh, yeah. Another good category. Spider-Man doesn't have an AI talking his head the entire movie. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And no, I mean, yes, in the suit. Yes. But yes. But in, in the suit, he'd be like, Karen, what do I do? Karen, what do I do? Where do I go? Who's that? Who's that? Yeah, I was glad. I was glad there was no Karen because he doesn't need that. Yeah. And this one, like he, he wears a Spider-Man suit and he is Spider-Man. The only earpiece yeah. he has is, is talking to like his team or something like that, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I also like to see um, Aunt May running Feast, which was in yes. one of the trailers. But uh, yes, she's doing some work just like she does in the comics and Spider-Man PS4. So, yeah, she cool. works for a homeless shelter. Uh, 
it's it's only a quick scene in the beginning, but it's still nice to see, and you know maybe he will develop further. Yeah, she's doing something. I think the side characters in this movie are good, especially MJ. I know it's not Mary Jane Watson, and I hate that too. But as an own original character, I think she's a good character. Okay, I'm. I'll I'll give her that she's better than she's in Homecoming, but I've got something for the bad category, which I'm not going to be overly critical, but I, I do have something. Okay. Uh, also, Ned, Ned is great in this, too. I know not really in the comics. He's more Miles Morales' friend. He's based on Miles Morales' friend, but I like Ned in this. I like the cat most... Uh, I want to say all of them. I like Peter's teachers for side characters. He has two teachers that kind of follow them on the trip. They're, they're like their guides, and I think they both play good characters. Okay, we we disagree on this, but okay. <laughs> I think okay, I think they're funny. <laughs> I, I like the main teacher, but I did not like JB uh, JB Smooth. I think was the other teacher. Okay, I did yeah. not like every every line he went for. I felt was just so cringy. Like <laughs> even in my theater, they didn't laugh, which I was shocked. But like he had like, like no lines. I think the main he teacher like, with the beard. He was talking about like witchcraft and stuff like that. And I was just like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> I think the main teacher with the beard, like, I mean, these are like the sidest of side characters. <laughs> the main yeah, teacher. No, I mean, they're barely in it. They have like with eight the lines beard. I think he's funny. I think there's a scene where he like tries, he takes a picture of himself with the camera and it's like a solid 30 seconds long of just pure anxiety. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's another good thing. This movie's funny. I would say this movie is funny. I laughed. I like obviously there's some jokes that don't land at all, but I laughed at some parts. I thought it was a good movie. It made me smile. There were certain things I laughed at for sure, but I, I'm I totally don't like in most movies. I don't really laugh. <laughs> like it's nothing against the MCU in general. It's just I he's don't laugh grumpy. at superhero movies like that. He's I am grumpy. grumpy. <laughs> he's super grumpy. Okay, I'm a grumpy uh, twenty year old. <laughs> if it'll make you happy, do you want to go to the bad category? Of course, I always have to light up the bad category on every movie. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. Um, MJ's character, right? Definitely better than she is in Homecoming, which I oh, yeah. totally respect. But yeah. I feel it's very whiplashed. What I mean by that is, like, we go from, like, this totally antisocial person in Homecoming to, like, they change her cat- character completely in Far From Home, which is fine. I like development. But I like development that develops. It doesn't just go from point A to point B. There's, like, a little point A, point B in the middle, you know? Or 1.5, whatever you say. Like, there, there's a little bit. Of, you see it along the way. You see the development take place. We just go from, like, one character to another character like that. And I guess if you want to put that into the blip, I don't know. I, I just, like... I feel like she's so different and it's just like you change the character completely. I'm still getting whiplash from it, if that makes sense. She's not so different. Like she's not as antisocial anymore. I feel like she's incredibly different from what's set up in Homecoming. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. She does have, she is a little different, but I wouldn't say she's that different. To me, she felt like complete opposite. I was just like, oh, okay, this came out of nowhere. But maybe, you know, maybe a second viewing changes my mind on that. But yeah. Are you going to see this movie again in theaters, do you think? Uh, It's possible. I mean, I said that with every movie and then I don't end up seeing, but it's possible. But yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I like MJ's character. So go on. What else? Okay. Um, uh, I felt like. Again, and we talked about this in the beginning, the not enough use of Ben Parker really made me upset. But, you know, it happens. Um, I I also don't really care for the amount of Tony Stark we get. Now I get it. He's like a almost like a Jesus-like character in the MCU and watching him die. I mean, you know, like he literally died. affect the whole world. Yeah, he literally died but, like three months ago. <laughs> But I, I just feel like it's brought up so much and like it's it's so much like they make him an Uncle Ben surrogate, but like it's everything to Peter and it almost makes him like I know that was the complaint of uh, of Homecoming, but it's like overbearing in a way. And I felt like he's more present in this movie than he is in Homecoming. And obviously he actually appears in Homecoming, but like he feels it's, it's overbearing at times and I want him to Spider-Man to be his own. So, yeah, yeah, it's fair. Okay, yeah, I didn't mind. I mean, this is the movie after Endgame. This is wrapping up phase three of the MCU, so I'm okay yeah. with the amount of Tony Stark references. Yeah. Okay. I, I do um, wish there were more uh, characters referenced, though. 
Near the beginning of the film, I mean, they reference like a lot of MCU references. There is, yeah, but they're. It's just like, oh, we lost, uh, we lost Iron Man, we lost Vision, we watch Black Wid, we lost Black Widow, we lost Captain America, because he's old. But they only ever talk about Iron Man, and I feel like, yeah, like they go around the world in these monuments of Iron Man, but there's no monuments of Captain America, which I thought yeah. would have been nice. But yeah, yeah. That, okay, that that'll be my one of my bad things, I guess. Yeah. What um, else? How about the pacing? I felt like the pace, like in the beginning, it's so beginning. incredibly slow. Beginning is slow. And yeah, it definitely picks up. Yeah. But yeah, the beginning, especially on the second viewing, the beginning is very very slow. But it does pick up, thankfully. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it is a slow beginning. Um, how about that video from the beginning? Uh, with the it's like an. Uh, I don't want to give it away what it is, but it just felt like really out of place to me. And like, I get that it's supposed to be like a crappy high school video, but like, I don't know. It felt like it's kind of like an undermining of, yeah, it felt awkward. Yeah, exactly. I mean, imagine if you're doing an MCU marathon, you watch Tony Stark die and then you get a and then kind you of like a joke scene. about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, I didn't care for that. And at first I thought Peter was making it. I was going to be even more mad, but I was like, okay, it's not Peter making it, but still I was just like, uh, <laughs> Jeez, uh, Peter made that. That would have been awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how about the blip? So I, I actually think it's kind of cool how they talk about the blip and how it's like so. A yeah, the event. blip is basically what they're calling the, the reverse snap. snap. Yes, Iron Man snap. Yeah. Well, well, like how they were gone for five years. Yeah, and then they all just come back. So they all come back in the place that they're missing, right? Like in the middle of a basketball game, there's a band there, which isn't really a spoiler. It's a very minor scene, but anyway, that's just to give you an idea of like how people come back. So I was like, okay, what about people? And I know this was like a meme, but now it's actually serious. What about people that were on airplanes or trains or on a surfboard? Well, yeah, <laughs> like you know, apparently they're all snapped to safely, according to the directors. Uh, okay, of that was by the Russos. Yeah. The Russo okay, said that, that everyone would, like, if you're in a vehicle or anything like that, you would have been snapped in a safe place. But still. Okay, like, okay. What if you're in, like, an apartment building and then a building got torn down? Would you just appear at the bottom of the big building? Or, I mean, it's going to be pretty awkward when, what about like, somebody? someone snaps, <laughs> someone blips into the same stall as you. So there's, like, there's confusions what here. <laughs> what about somebody about to give birth, but the baby snapped away, and then five years later, they're giving birth again? <laughs> Jesus. Like, I feel like we talked about this in our Endgame review on the podcast. We we probably did, but I don't know. It's still weird to be like, <laughs> they, like they could blip out of nowhere. But I mean, at least they addressed it in this film, which I think is interesting. And it was interesting to see how civilians talk about it. it yeah. Kind of sad how the teacher talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they do make reference like, I have a younger brother. I know he's older than me because I snapped away, but he didn't. And so... It's interesting. They definitely touch on it at the first half of the film, or first quarter, I'd say, of the film. They answer your questions, except for the, what if you're on an airplane? Because to do that, you got to go to the internet and look for... Okay, some... I, I, didn't, I, didn't actually know. I didn't actually know about that one, but that's good to know. That makes me feel a little bit better. Um, yeah. <laughs> I surprisingly liked Flash in this movie, which I was not expecting. I liked how they made him a big Spider-Man fan, which is, you know, comic accurate. That's what he's like. Yeah, he's uh, a Spider-Man fan. But... Funny enough, I didn't care for Ned and Betty and their whole, uh, you know, thing. Um, I don't know. It didn't work for me. I, I just felt it was like very forced jokes a lot of the times. And I was just like, yeah, I, I could have done without it. Like if they cut that out of the movie completely, I would have been fine. I didn't really like Betty, but I like Ned. I thought he was good. I think he's a bit better in Homecoming. Uh, Flash, I... So Flash, and very, very, very minor spoiler, I guess you could call it. But Flash, he uh, he's a vlogger in this movie, so he makes video vlogs, and it's like, hey, that's kind of funny because he's like a jerk, but he's like internet famous. But every scene he's in, he has his phone on, he's vlogging. Name one scene where he's not doing that. You can't, because he's doing that in yeah. pretty much every single scene, and it it just gets annoying. I know he's not getting in the way of the plot or anything. He's not talking over people, but it's just like, okay, yeah. man, stop. Put put your phone down. Yeah. Um, yeah. they're definitely setting up something. I, I don't want to go too much into it, but on my second view, I noticed a few things that was only really pointed to... out at the end, but... Oh, you're gonna have to tell me after we're done recording, because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, uh, mute. This is like a super minor spoiler for a super side character, so you don't want to hear this super freaking minor thing of a Flash Thompson, then mute your mic for 20 seconds. Now. <laughs> 
Okay, so basically at the end of the movie when they kind of are coming back to their parents and everything, Flash has like a butler there. And he's just like, oh, mother couldn't make it. And the butler just kind of nods like, oh, dang, my mom couldn't make it. But throughout the movie, like when Peter first first puts on the glasses and he can see people's texts, he, he looks at Flash for a brief second and Flash is texting saying, is mother okay? Is she still sick? And there's another scene in the movie where he's talking over the phone and he's asking, can I please speak to mother, please? And then, yeah, that's it. I thought it was interesting. Oh, I yeah. wonder if that's a setup of Agent Venom. I don't know. Agent Venom doesn't have anything to do with his mom, though. I read the Agent Venom series. It's really good. But I'm saying, I wonder. I wonder if they'll use it as like a mother death that leads to the symbiote or something. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, that's uh. Connected. One in doubt. Connected back to Tony Stark. Am I right? Uh, That's kind of not not exactly my bad category, but in my meh category. Um, Mysterio's motivation. Eh, I don't know. I mean. In the in the comics, I think his motivation is like he's a failed, uh, he's a stuntman. He wants to be an actor, but he's a failed actor. But he's great with special effects, and then that causes him to commit crime, which is kind of just like cheesy. But I don't know. The way they did it is very MCU ish in this movie, and it's just like, eh, I don't it's, know. I'm not crazy about it. It's realistic enough, I guess. Like his motivation. Yeah. Is I, I mean, more... I, I do like how they connected to Iron Man one. I thought that was pretty awesome. But yeah, they definitely Iron Man one and Civil War they connected to, which was great. Yeah. Um, I would say. But... It's nothing like something that I guess it kind of makes sense in a villain's point of view where it's like his main motivation is basically power. That's what he wants is power, I would say. But it's not to the mm. point where like Thanos wants to wipe out the universe because he wants to save the universe. And I know that's a terrible thing, but in a way you'd be like, okay, that kind of makes sense why you're doing all this. For Mysterio, it's mm. just like you're just one, some you're just some greedy guy. And this kind of like Vulture yeah. was too. You're some greedy guy. I guess Vulture's motivations made a bit more sense. He's trying to strive for his family. While Mysterio seems to be more so striving for himself. Which is a yeah. villain's way of doing things. So I didn't mind it. Yeah. I wouldn't put that in my bad category. I wouldn't put it in my good category either. It's just a generic villain plot. Yeah. Um, so one of my last bad things i guess um in that perfect scene that i talked to you about it's almost perfect there's one flaw and there's no way to talk about it without spoilers but i just wish they would have went a different direction in it i, I if you know how i think then i guess you'll know what yeah, i'm talking, what talking about but <laughs> it, it would have been so easy to do and it's just like oh man you guys didn't do it you suck <laughs> i know what you're talking about yeah yeah okay that's fine. um yeah, and also, all right, I'll, I'll throw one more bad thing because I'm, you know, Mr. Grumpy. Um, in the second post credit scene, uh, I just, it, it just changed the whole flow of part of the movie, which I was like, oh, okay, that that's what that was. Oh, that's a bummer. Like, it was so unneeded. I mean, I get what you're trying to build up to, but, like, it was so unneeded. Um, it's definitely just made for, like, the future of the MCU. They wanted to put that in there. But I thought it like, yeah. when it happened, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Because I kind of thought the character in that post credit scene was acting a little out of character during the movie. And then they kind of explain yeah. it in the end credit scene. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the first post credit scene has probably the biggest reveal of the movie. Um I think comic fans are going to hate this because this is one of the most hated things that happened in comics and had to be retconned because it was so hated. In 2007. I'm curious how the MCU is going yeah, to do it because um, I, I thought this was a mistake. And I, I know they've been kind of loose with it already, but like this was a mistake to me. If they're going to do this, I wish they would have waited until like near the end of Tom Holland's contract. If anything. Yeah. Like, But this is the second movie and they're already doing this. So yeah, I, was, I don't know. I, I thought this was a mistake, but we'll see how it builds. I think, yeah, I wish it didn't happen. But at the same time, like I'm sick and curious. I really mm. want the next Spider-Man movie to come out like really soon now because this is crazy. But yeah, yeah, we can't really go into it. It's no spoilers. Yeah, it, it, would, it would be too spoilers. So let's go on to the nerdy because we yeah, love some Easter eggs. There's a lot of references <laughs> To this movie, um, there's references to Iron Man 1, like we mentioned before. There's references to Homecoming, of course, and Civil War. 
uh, Endgame and Infinity War, obviously. There's even references to Captain Marvel. They're, they name drop Captain Marvel herself. They name, For the first time in the MCU, in fact, they name drop Thor. They name drop Doctor Strange. It's an MCU movie, so they're going to name drop a lot of Wait, these yeah, characters. Wait, yeah, that's, that's right. They named Captain Marvel in this one. Or unless her name was already established. But no, they nope. never said her name in the MCU. First so it's time. the first time her name has been said. Wow. Yep. The, wow, that's crazy. Uh, even when mentioning Thor, they say he was a myth. And now I study him in my physics class. So it's cool to see how they study yeah. a superhero in the physics class. Uh, references yeah. to movies all around. There's a, there's a Star Wars reference. There's a Power Rangers reference. There's a Voltron reference. Uh, I'm just kind of naming them there's here. There's a Rock the and Roll reference, which was the, the, it was like kind of wasted on the audience um, because I don't think anybody understood it because people don't listen to rock like that. I mean, I obviously got it, but I don't know. Nobody in my theater like nobody in my theater reacted to it. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're alone. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of references here and there. No. Mm, I'm trying to think if there's any other like huge company references, but I think it's mostly just MCU references and name drops here and there of certain characters. Yeah. Uh, not really many Spider-Man references. I didn't notice at least. Yeah. Um, there's just... one big reference to the comics. Um, it was uh, when Maria Hill and Fury are in the car, uh, their license plate is ASM 28665. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is 28th of June, 1965 is when Gwen Stacy died, you know, fell off the bridge, uh, got thrown off the bridge. So I don't know if that was on purpose. I mean, I guess it has to be on purpose. You wouldn't just randomly put those numbers, but obviously it has nothing to really do with this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't or remember does Gwen it? Stacy. Oh, maybe there was. No, I don't remember that. Well, no, um, there, there was no Gwen Stacy, but there was a bridge scene in the movie, so foreshadowing, <laughs> perhaps? <laughs> nothing. I didn't think Gwen Stacy at all when I saw that scene. You didn't but, think uh, that? Really? No, not at all. But all right. Getting pushed <laughs> off a bridge? No. Why would I think Gwen Stacy? Okay. All right. She I gets guess... thrown off the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't. I don't think. I think that's just a coincidence, if anything. Okay. That's just me, though. Interesting. Um, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, trying to think of any more references. That's it for the most part. References to the MCU. There's a lot of in-game references, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, there's. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the after credit scene is something that a lot of Spider-Man fans will recognize, obviously. Yeah, a lot. Of, if you like Spider-Man, you'll recognize the good part of the first uncredited scene. And then there's the big reveal, which is like... Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, yeah. The stealth suit isn't really a reference. I think it's more of an original thing. I mean, there is a stealth suit in the comics, but it doesn't look anything like this. Uh, I, I didn't care for the stealth suit. I don't know. It was like leather, and then it was also like fabric, and it just seemed like a weird it combo. To like me. a vest, yeah. I, I never liked it when they first revealed it in like the trailers and stuff. And I, 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 the first shot, okay, the first shot where they show Peter wearing it is fantastic. That's yeah. about it, though. <laughs> oh, can I also say I did not care for the Happy and May relationship. I, like it was so unneeded. Yeah, it was awkward. I guess. Yeah, like, I did was, like Happy I, in this I, movie, but. Yeah, it was awkward. Yeah, no, I think Happy plays a good role, but I just didn't think, like, the relationship with May was really needed. Like, it felt awkward. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, uh, I guess, with that being said, final rating? Oh, boy. Am I going first or are you going first? Oh, God. You better let the rioters come first. <laughs> I'll, I'll okay. go first because um, mine's pretty good. I will. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. It has problems that I... Oh, bad part, Peter Tingle. Anyways, it has problems. Oh, Peter Dingle's awful. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, it has its problems that make me grit my teeth and cringe because I'm a Spider-Man fan. I read the comics. Issue 25 is out in like two weeks of the current Spider-Man run. I'm really excited. But I did think this was a good movie. I enjoyed it my first viewing. I enjoyed it my second viewing. I don't think I'm going to see it again in theaters, but I will be buying it when it's out. Uh, it's a great spider-man movie it's definitely better than homecoming uh it's better than a few other marvel films but we're actually gonna rank the spider-man films pretty quick here i give it an 8.5 out of 10 i think it's a great spider-man movie i really like mysterio i think tom holland's great and 
yeah, even though it's not Mary Jane Watson, it's got good romance. It's got the awkward romance, which is good for a high school movie. This is a good Spider-Man movie. 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Your turn. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> Have there's, fun. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things I like in this movie. There's a lot of things they do right. And uh, it's nice to see Spider-Man doing good again. Um, I also don't like how dependent he is and the lack of Uncle, I find your lack of Uncle Ben disturbing. But... Um, at the end of the day, it was enjoyable. I always do like the, did I enjoy myself and does it have rewatch value? Did it, did I enjoy myself? Yes. Does it have rewatch value? Probably. I mean, it's a Spider-Man yeah, movie, even amazing Spider-Man too has rewatch value. So, um, final rating, uh, I think seven, I'm between seven oh, and 7.5, but I'm going to go good. seven. That's fine. One thing yeah. that I would, I really want to throw into my reference, my good and my bad category is... I'll say the reference because they mentioned Iron Man in it, in it. Did you like the scene? It was in the trailer. Did you like the scene where uh, Spider-Man's in the Iron Spider suit in like a Chinese restaurant and the cops come? It's like, you going to be the next Iron Man? It's like, no, I'm busy doing your job. Did you like the scene in this movie? Wasn't it not in the movie? It was cut. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember them saying that. I remember the commercial, but I don't remember that in the movie. Yeah, it looks really cool in the trailer and everything of him doing flips and stuff in the Iron Spider suit and using the legs to fight just regular thugs. It looks awesome, but it was cut from the movie. I'm not sure why. But yeah, I would... Release I'll, the Snyder Cut! No. <laughs> it's good because it looks cool. It's bad because it's not in the full movie. And there's an Iron Man reference. So I'm putting it in all three. 8.5 out of 10. Okay. And yours is a 7 or 7.5. That's a good. That's. I, I think I'm at. I, I think I'm. I think I'm at seven. Uh, but yeah, now I guess we'll rank the Spider-Man movies. So yeah, you can see where so really there are, there have been eight Spider-Man movies to appear in theaters. Correct. We're not counting Venom. Uh... <laughs> unless you want to but <laughs> no no we don't have to i don't, I don't have venom on my letterbox yeah. d so no we'll just do Spider-Man so movies. we're gonna rank them uh starting at number eight i guess the worst and we'll see how similar our lists are i have no idea what his list is he doesn't know what mine is but yeah you could probably guess based on how we've talked before what my list is but yes yeah i figure uh we're including <laughs> into the spider-verse on here as well so, did you include okay into the spider-verse on yours yes Okay, good. Just making sure. Because <laughs> it was in theaters and then it's a Spider-Man movie. Duh. But yeah, starting it's number eight, the worst Spider-Man movie to appear in theaters is... You want to say yours The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay. Mine is actually Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3... <laughs> I know. You're going to be offended. It has... Okay. Outside nostalgia. Outside meme value. Spider-Man 3 is a really bad movie. Starts off like MJ cheats on Peter, Peter cheats on MJ. It's just two couples that are supposed to be in love and they're cheating on each other. Uh, edgy Peter is hilarious in meme format, but if you're watching it as a movie, it is just terrible. Uh, Venom's voice is just awful. Why didn't they make it monstrous? Nobody knows. The amount of villains that just don't really connect that well together, just uh, I don't really don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's my least favorite Spider-Man movie. Your turn. Wow. Um, okay. Well, I'd just like to point out that Sandman is one of the best Spider-Man villains. But go on. Um, <laughs> okay. I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 is awful. I mean, there's some great scenes. Like I said, the web swinging is amazing. And I think of that one scene in uh, Times Square where, like, in slow motion. I mean, that just makes me That's tangle. That's awesome. Yeah. Peter Tangle. Um, and the Hans Zimmer score is also amazing. But it's overcrowded with villains and... I don't know. I feel like they kind of rush the Gwen Stacy death. Even though it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, I think they kind of just rush it. But I do feel emotional from it. Uh, but, yeah, it's just not that good of a movie. And I rewatched it not too long ago, and it it, it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that being said, we'll go on to number seven. From number seven on, I think they're all good movies, in my opinion. Uh, number okay. seven for you me. The Amazing Spider-Man Two in a good movie. Yikes! Yeah, number seven for me is the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man Two. It's not. It's not a good movie, but I don't think it's a bad movie at all. The first yeah. thirteen minutes of this movie is the greatest live-action Spider-Man movie moment ever. Like yeah. ever. It's just Spider-Man swinging through New York, stopping a robber, and it's so good. <laughs> The music, the animation, like, the is so fast and fluid, and just his quips are good, and just him jumping in slow motion, seeing the police cars, him going, saying, what do you got for me today in New York? It's so good. And that scene alone makes it better than Spider-Man 3, no matter what. And I thought Gwen Stacy's death was good. It was well done. 
So I think yeah. it's good, but it's a little forced. But yeah, and no, it's good. The scene itself is really good, and I feel emotional every time I watch it. I love you, Emma Stone. Um, yeah, all right, my number seven. Okay, yeah, go yeah, on. My number seven is The Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. Uh, I it's it's okay at the end of the day, but I don't know. I just I get no rewatch value from it. Like I think Lizard is okay. I think Spider-Man in it is okay. I'm not crazy about the suit either, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a very okay movie. Like it never really had its greatness to me. There's some scenes I like, but overall it's just okay. I didn't care for the hipster Peter and I don't know. Maybe I was just salty that it wasn't Spider-Man 4 when I saw it in theaters, but I don't know. <laughs> it's just okay to me. Yeah. I... The suit kind of looks like a basketball, <laughs> like the texture yeah, on it. Yeah, it looks like a Nike bat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, number six, uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, number six for yep. me is Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Same I, for me. <laughs> okay, perfect. So it's, it's a good movie. Like, it's a good Spider-Man movie. I think Vulture is awesome. I, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> this is not a great movie. What about you? Like, what do you want? Uh, it's enjoyable, but I don't know. I'm just not crazy about it. Like, at the end of the day, it's kind of just like it happened. Vulture's really cool in it, and I think they bring up some cool things. But between the supporting cast and, I don't know, just the presence of Iron Man, I think it's a little overdone. But, you know, it's it's still enjoyable at the end of the day. And yeah, it's on like, TV. I, I think mean, the, I'll watch it. I think the boat scene's really good. And yeah, no, there's definitely some great scenes. I just wish that, like, you know. Yeah, I'm an Uncle Ben purist. <laughs> something, yeah, something good that I'd say about Homecoming and even Far From Home is they do say Spider-Man a lot. Problem with superhero movies is they always call them by their first name: Steve, Tony, uh, Bruce, Clark. They don't say their superhero names that often. But in these two MCU movies, they always call him Spider-Man when the mask is on, except for Nick Fury. But like, yeah. they're like Spider-Man, where are you? Sp- Spider-Man, go catch this. Spider-Man, help me here. And they say Spider-Man, which I think is important. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's number six. Number five? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home is my number five. Oh, okay. I guess we kind of talked about that for the first 40 minutes here. But <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, number five for me is actually Put Your Pitchforks Down because that's the original Raimi Spider-Man 1 movie. It's number five for me. I think it's a fantastic movie. I think it's amazing. They take the quote with great power, great response responsibility and they just stretch it out and make a full movie out of that and i think it's awesome it's like a near perfect origin movie story and it's a little it's pretty cheesy but i like it a lot and green goblin it's also awesome so i just don't really like mary jane watson in it that much but interesting i've come to appreciate uh original trilogy mj a lot but yeah (laughs) okay uh number five for you Far, I said far, far from, from home was my duh. number five. Oops. Which we just we just spent a long time going over, so I don't think yeah. people need to know my reasoning. <laughs> okay, four. You want to go first? Uh, for me, <laughs> number four. Oof. Uh, Spider-Man three. Okay, there it is. I, number four. At though. the end of the day, Jesus. I, at the end of the day, I love this movie. It's it's got its cringy moments. The dancing is cringy. Venom is not good. I will give you that. But the amount of great scenes this movie has, I mean, I really wish they would have let Sam Raimi have his vision with this because, man, like, this could have been a great movie. But at the end of the day, I love Sandman. I think Harry's death is really good. The scenes with Spider-Man are really good. I even think the introduction of the black suit, I mean, I still get chills when I hear that theme. The, the soundtrack is just amazing. And, you know, I just I just love the callbacks to the rest of the trilogy and... I don't know. There's so many scenes that like give me chills. And I, I think the editor's cut is a lot better than the uh, theatrical cut. The editor's cut add in a lot more. I don't think I've seen it. It adds a few different scenes. It I feel like it fleshes out Sandman's story a little more. And I feel like the way it, it like changes around where some scenes are placed. So I, I think the pacing is a little bit better. But yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, this number four for me is the Amazing Spider-Man one, which I like better than the spider-man one uh i do actually interesting yeah i know (laughs) i think lizard is actually a good villain i think the fight scenes are really good and andrew garfield is such a good spider-man in my opinion he is so good like his peter parker is a hipster and it's like you know that's not really who peter parker is but when he puts on the mask he is amazing i love i just his quips are great he's a true hero he actually enjoys being Spider-Man, even though he doesn't really want to be Spider-Man. He actually 
enjoys it. I think that gives the movie a bit more enthusiasm, fun, and hope that the original movie didn't really have where Spider-Man just wanted to be with MJ. Well, in this movie, he likes being Spider-Man, and even though he's trying to get the girl, too. Uh, mm-hmm. The web slinging is awesome, and Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker are the best live-action superhero romance ever. And uh, uh, they're, they're, they're certainly up there. I, would, I, I always said that I wanted to see them as Nightwing and Batgirl, because I feel like that casting would have been great. Oh, that yeah. would have been great. That's yeah. DCU. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're great, and I think Amazing Spider-Man is a better is the best Spider-Man origin movie, and I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that, but that's my opinion. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, three, right. Spider-Man one for me. Yep, for the reasons. Oh, um, I think it's like the perfect version of Stanley and Steve Ditko's vision from Amazing Fantasy 15 and some of the early issues. Um, I just think it's really a campy movie that is actually serious at times and is really good. Um, I think Green Goblin is still one of the best live action villains. Uh, I think that Willem Dafoe does a great job in, as Norman Osborn. And uh, yeah, it's just like really good movie to me. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like nostalgic because it's probably the first superhero movie I ever saw, but I don't know. To this day, I think it's still great. I think it's still one of probably it's probably in my top ten superhero movies of all time. I just I love it. <laughs> no, it's probably in my top ten too. A lot of these Spider-Man movies are. Like, Spider-Man movies are good, man. <laughs> so number three for me. Maybe is one far- day, maybe one day on the podcast, we'll rank our top ten superhero movies ever. Hmm, Ooh, idea. There'll be a few Spider-Man movies on there for us both. I'm sure. Uh, number three I'm for sure. me is Far From Home. I yeah for the reasons we said wow. before. I like this movie a lot. I thought yeah. it was good. But yeah, uh, okay. number number two for me, Spider-Man. Is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I, we might be saying the same thing. Spider-Man two. Spider-Man two. Yeah, yeah it's number a great two. Movie. Spider-Man it's, two. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was my number one. It, it was my number one for about uh, thirteen years until it got dethroned recently. But um, it is a great movie. I mean, this is in most people's top five superhero movies of all time, I think. It's got one of the best superhero villains of all time, which is Doc Ock. And uh, they do the uh, Spider-Man No More storyline. And I think the way it's adapted is perfect. You know, that's the thing about people are like, oh, nobody wants to see panel for panel on screen. Agreed. Nobody wants to see panel panel on screen. But you got to get the core values of the character and the core value of the story. So I don't mind panel like. for panel for some scenes on screen. Oh, yeah, no, for some scenes, but I'm saying, like, for a whole movie, like, you know, like, I, like for the example, the, the garbage uh, scene is, like, exactly like that cover, you know? Yeah. So, I, I think it really does a great job of being that movie. And, yeah, it's just, it's still great to this day. I mean, the rivalry between Harry and Peter is brilliant. I think even winning back MJ is really good. And I don't even love her in that movie, but it's pretty good. And just Doc Ock is so good. And, I don't know, Spider-Man being happy. I mean, I, I, it's so goofy, but I love that scene where he doesn't have powers and raindrops keep falling on my head. But it's awesome. <laughs> 2.1 electron volts. But yeah, what he said. Uh, <laughs> it's just a great movie. Take a train, throw Spider-Man, Dr. Octopus on there, add a little bit oh, of Oh, the train scene is and, awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even when he stops the train, his mask is off, and they're just like, be careful, he's a hero, and we won't tell anyone. It's like, ah. I'm going to cry again. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah. It's what a superhero movie should strive to be. A solo one, at least. Solo superhero movie yeah. should strive to be. And number one, I guess we have the same yeah. answer, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Into but, the Spider-Verse. It is... I mean, <laughs> it's funny because I've only seen it twice, but... Really? I've I want to watch like it a lot. <laughs> I've seen it a lot. I saw it... T- I saw it twice in theaters. I actually still don't even own it on Blu-ray. I want to buy it on Blu-ray. But I do. it is a really great movie. The animation style is so unique in that it looks like a comic book. It feels like a comic book. The different kinds of characters they use, including people like Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Ham that shouldn't work but do work. I mean, I think our review for it is on the podcast, and I called it the greatest comic book movie of all time. And I'm still there. Like, it's, it's still that great to me. I mean, it's really awesome, and I love what they do. And... You know, even a character like Peter B. Parker is, is such a loser, but he's so lovable. So, yeah, yeah and the villains original. are interesting. King, Kingpin is interesting. So, Blonde Peter Parker is also great. And even Prowler is interesting. Like, these characters are so similar to each other where they all have, like, the same powers and similar backstories in a way, yet they're so different and they're so unique from each other. And it's just so good. 
you got Miles Morales, who's a similar origin story from the one that we're used to, but different at the same time. Like, he has a death in the family. He gets his powers and doesn't know what he's doing. It's similar to Peter Parker, where it's like, stop sticking, keep sticking. And it's so good. It's just, it's a perfect movie. And watching it, like, just watch this movie again and just appreciate the detail in this movie. There's so much detail, and it's so good. And the soundtrack is also really good. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an Oscar-winning movie. Like, it's it, it's one of the ones where I'm like, yeah, it really deserved that Oscar. Like, it was really good. Yeah, and I hope we get more movies like this, whether it's a sequel, a spinoff, or just a different superhero take on this. I know JD have mentioned before that it would be awesome to see a Flash version of, of this movie in a similar style and similar idea. Like, imagine the Yeah, yeah I even outlined some of the Flashes I would like to use because there's so many other Elseworlds Flashes that have not been developed but could be cool and yeah i'd love nice. to see one like this with even batman maybe focusing on robin or that would be interesting i'd like to see something like it doesn't have to be a multiverse or elseworld story it could be just a animated superhero movie in a style like this with a story like this where it's an origin story but it's a character that we're not used to like if they're gonna do a batman movie like this don't make it about batman and have batman in it but make it about tim drake it, it just yeah. be so different like i like it a lot yeah and i like the idea that superhero animated movies can be taken seriously because i've been preaching how great the dcau is for years and none of my friends would listen but i've seen into the spider-verse they started taking some of my recommendations so uh <laughs> um, Hush coming in like a few weeks oh i hope it's good but uh yeah, no, it's just interesting, and I think it opens the door. And it was still people that were doubting. Like, I was like, oh, you should go see uh, Into the Spider-Verse. It's awesome. They're like, oh, an animated movie? No, thank you. I'm like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> if it was live action, you would go see it. When this movie yeah, was but... announced, I wasn't even into it. It's like, oh, Sony is... Because it was announced around the time that Marvel required the rights for Spider-Man to have Tom Holland appear in Civil War. And they're just like, Tom Holland's cast a Spider-Man. Also, we're making an animated Miles Morales movie, but it's all in Spider-Man, so people kind of ignored it. And when I first, yeah, yeah, it was it, very on the low for a while. I was imagining like kind of badly and like kind of just lazily animated movie 2D of just Miles Morales' origin story that'd be like an hour and ten minutes. But we got this amazing yeah. thing instead, <laughs> so definitely yeah. change. And then they're it just like, oh the... yeah, Nicolas Cage will be in. I'm like, what? What? What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, it's so good though. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's it for our ranking of the Spider-Man movies. You might agree. You might disagree. You might see my Raimi bias coming in, but I love comics. Um, <laughs> since this is already becoming such a long episode and I really just want to keep it focused on Spider-Man, I think we're going to skip the news and the comics of the week because there's really just... There wasn't any comics. I think Justice League came out and Green Lantern. I read Justice League. It was pretty good. I'm also the end definitely doing the Snyder. And... Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot. The Super Sons ended. Yeah. Uh, last uh, young uh, but, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> um, not that much news, not that much comics. So uh, we'll just do our character of the week, which is, I mean, of course, to no shocker, Superman. Just kidding. Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man. So um, why How do we characters... love Spider-Man? How are we... <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't heard our Character of the Week segment before, it's basically we quickly talk about how we were introduced to the character, what we love about the character, and where we see the future of the character. A lot of times it's minor characters. I think last episode it was Lois Lane, but now we're going to Spider-Man, one of the most iconic heroes of all time. So yeah, JD, you want yeah. to start? Yeah, so um, I was introduced to Spider-Man, I think the way most people were, which was Spider-Man 1, the Sam Raimi movie, and I just instantly fell in love as a kid. He was my favorite character as a kid before, you know, long before I had ever read comics. I just thought Spider-Man was cool. I had like a Spider-Man watch and everything and all the memorabilia you could talk about. So many toys. Uh, I actually had this toy that used to like, it was supposed to like crawl up walls, but it was on your floor and it would just like start crawling. And I don't know, I thought it was awesome. I had like a green goblin action figure. I used to make him fight. It was awesome. Um <laughs> I love Spider-Man. I think he's really awesome. And, you know, the Raimi trilogy really started that love. And then once I started getting into comics, Spider-Man was on the back burner for me, believe it or not. But then I eventually read, I want to say the first one I read was Craven's Last Hunt, which is like such a great story. But uh, it's, that was like my introduction. And then I actually really wanted to read the Stan Lee stories because I heard like the Raimi trilogy was inspired by that. And I read a lot of the Stan Lee stuff. And yeah, I mean, for a 60s comic, I think it honestly still holds up today. The ideals and principles it pushed forward. So I really like that. Um, where I see this character going, I mean, his title 
is pretty great right now. I know he has like 10 million titles, but the Amazing Spider-Man title itself is really good by Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. Um, obviously, he gets a lot of attention because he is the main man in Marvel, and I'm actually kind of looking forward to the J.J. Uh, Abrams Spider-Man with a new villain because they introduced him in uh, last week's issue, and yeah, I'm, I'm very interested where it goes. Um I think that's about all we cover. I love Spider-Man and he means a lot to me. And obviously, you know, the pop culture of him is really awesome. Uh, I've actually never watched an animated Spider-Man show and I really want to. I've heard Spectacular Spider-Man is, I've heard Spectacular Spider-Man is the gold standard and I've heard the nineties animated Spider-Man is really great, but I've never watched either. Really? Interesting. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah. I'm a similar origin story. I guess I grew up on Spider-Man. Spider-Man was my dad's favorite superhero. So he kind of introduced me to Spider-Man when I was just a kid. I believe I had a Spider-Man shirt just as a baby, and now here I am just doing a comic podcast talking about Spider-Man. So I grew up with Spider-Man. I remember I had a friend who would tell me, uh, I was at recess one day, and my friend came up and whispered in my ear that, like, for my birthday, I got a Spider-Man that came with, like, an actual spider toy. And it was the coolest thing ever. It was like a Spider-Man that could go into like an actual spider. And I thought that was like the coolest thing at the time. So yeah, I grew up with the same ideas with having Spider-Man toys and Spider-Man poster. I have a Spider-Man poster on my wall right now, right behind me. Uh, I cosplay Spider-Man. I go to visit sick kids in the hospital just as Spider-Man because I know how much this character means to people. So Spider-Man has pretty much changed my life in a way. He was the one that got me into superheroes. Uh jd didn't watch the animated shows as a kid but i watched the 90s one a lot and as far as spectacular spider-man i haven't watched it from like start to end but i just watched it when it was on tv as a kid random episode order uh but the 90s show i watched a lot even the original like 70s spider-man cartoon i would watch that as a kid too it used to come on uh at early in the morning i was an early riser so very early in the morning you'd see uh classic original spider-man cartoon go on and i would watch that and i loved it i didn't see any problems with it as far as comics go i didn't really get into spider-man comics like you batman was the one who got me into comics the anime series convinced me like okay i gotta read batman batman is still my favorite superhero i would say but spider-man was the one who got me into superheroes in general and i saw the spider-man one in theaters i saw spider-man two in theaters i like i think spider-man one was I guess it technically was the first superhero movie I ever saw, because, and it blew it blew me away. Like these characters mean a lot to me, and Spider Man means a lot to me. And his current series is really good right now. I would highly recommend. I can't remember the writer off the top of my head. Do you know the writer of the current? Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer. Yeah, Nick Spencer is writing Spider Man right now. Before it was what's his face that I also can't remember his name, but who wrote Spider Man for years and years and years, and now Dan Slott. Dan Slott. There you go. He was great too. And now Spencer's doing it, and he's writing one hell of a story that kind of reminds me of uh, Scott Snyder's Batman, where every story arc is different, but they all kind of connect in a way. This is just a little... They kind of take on the goofiness of the Marvel Universe in this. We're having, like, Spider-Man and Peter Parker become two different characters because their bodies split apart, or uh, put every animal character you can name, like Rhino and Vulture, and put them in a cage to fight. But it's really good, and it makes sense. Have a superhero villain pub that Spider-Man goes and hangs out at as a different kind of name. And it's it works so well, and it's it's really good. I'm excited for the future of that. I'm also excited for the future of Spider-Man. Hopefully we're going to get more another Spider-Man PS4 game. I know we're going to get more MCU Spider-Man movies, but the future of Spider-Man is good. And I'm excited for it. The end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if, if you want to get into Spider-Man and you never have, uh, one comic that I'll always recommend, which is, like... Uh, one of my favorite comics of all time, period, is Spider-Man Blue by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Uh, they're an amazing combo, and everything they work on is great, like Long Halloween and Superman for All Seasons. But their Spider-Man story is one of my favorites. Uh, it's very Stan Lee-ish, and they really respect the original 60s Spider-Man. And, uh, yeah, it's just a story about Spider-Man feeling blue and Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane. And it's just brilliantly written. And it's it's difficult to access because it's out of print. And I had trouble getting it myself. But now that I own it, I'm so happy. And yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things. I read it at least once a year. So um, yeah, I highly recommend reading that. And stories like Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, I was going to say Craven's uh, Last Hunt would be what I recommend. Yeah, the, 
the the new run currently. I mean, I think even the Stan Lee run you could go back to and read. But you know, the '90s stuff with Todd McFarlane and Venom and all that. I know a lot of people love that. And yeah, there's a lot of different great versions of Spider-Man. So do yourself a favor and read some of them. They're mostly accessible. Go on Amazon and look up Spider-Man Epic Collection. They collect some of the best Spider-Man stories. And uh, yeah, I guess that's where we'll leave it. Go Spider-Man. Yeah, we love I would them. also go recommend Spidey the go. current Nick Spencer story. There's only 24 issues right now. We're almost at issue 25 within the next few weeks. But, yeah, so it's pretty, like, it's not like, oh, you need to read a lot to get into it. Like, you can get into it right now. The current story called The Hunted just yeah. ended. It was really good. I would recommend it. It's a really good Craven story. And Craven, I find, is pretty underrated. I even consider him not the greatest Spider-Man villain, but The Hunted changed that for me. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the and, show. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's the show. Yes, Spider-Man centric show, but it was a fun episode to record. And uh, yeah, we just love talking the webhead. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five star review. If you're listening anywhere else, we appreciate your follow slash subscribe slash support. Uh, for Hero Story, I'm JD and I'm Hunter. And thanks for being a hero. Next episode will be a regular and episode again, probably. And remember, be Excelsior. Goodbye. Hey.